what's up? Welcome to Marvel Duel Pro Academy, episode number three. Black Widow's here. It's very exciting. Our first new hero has been introduced to the game. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about pertaining to her, pertaining to other stuff. As always, we got Jon Snow. We got Faith. What's up, guys? How are we doing tonight? What's going on? Oh, new patch time, new hero. It's been a while. Yeah, I know... I know you've been brewing away, trying stuff out. I know, John, you've been out of town. You haven't got to play yet. So this is like a hype episode for you. Uh, yeah. And uh, you get to steal all of our excellent ideas that we've been we've been tinkering around with, a.k.a. Fate's excellent ideas and mine that keep failing. So this is going to be great. <laughs> I was I, I pitched an idea to him yesterday. I was like, I've got this great idea. And he was like, that's not going to work. And I tried it and it didn't work. So that's, that's how it goes. It was uh, worth a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, new season is here. Operation Red Room. We'll talk about the season pass. Um, we're just going to quickly go through these because we have a ton to get to. Of course, Black Widow's here. We're going to talk all about her, all about her skills, all about her abilities, all about the cards, uh, all the stuff she's bringing to the table. So we'll get to that. Um, new card has been added, Hydra Infiltration. It sucks. Don't play it. Uh, Shield Agent has been pulled out and Red Wing has been put in. Uh, it feels a little bit worse because <laughs> it's half the power. He is, he is technically worse. Yes, yeah. a nerf. He's lower, lower power than the Marvel Agent and it's only yeah. giving... Well, one. Yep. Still the same there. Uh, this is uh, Ladderboard reward cards. This is relevant because of the server merge. Uh, this is a complaint I've had since the game came out, and they addressed it. They merged all of their mini servers into one cohesive server, one cohesive ladder, so you can see what your true ranking is worldwide. I think this is a great change. Uh, also, basically, all the rewards that were top 10 are now top 100, so it's expanded a little bit to, to compensate for that. Uh, anybody got any particular thoughts on that? I think it's cool. Uh, uh, I, server yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a really good change. Um, you know I mean, top 100, now you get to see who the true grinders are. I'm kind of scared because I don't grind that hard. And uh, there's some real, real warriors out there that are really uh, play this game a lot. So I would just see who's number one. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is definitely going to be, you know, this is the true ladder now, which I'm, I'm glad to have. Um, it's, it's nice to know, be like at the end of the season, you're like, all right, I finished rank, whatever. And I finished rank 37. Okay. Well, that's not on your one of 20 ladders. It's now on the one cohesive ladder. So that's your true rating. Um, and I think that's really nice. So overall win, they did expand the rewards. So, um, speaking of rewards, there's a card, a new card, how Thanos was limited before. Now there is a new card that can only be obtained, uh, hitting top 100 this season. It's called Scarlet Shield. It's great. We'll uh, we'll talk about it when we get to the cards. We'll we'll throw that in with the Black Widow cards. Um, it looks real nice. And then uh, it's the only way to get it. Next season, you'll be able to buy up to two copies from Value Packs, um, and also it'll be the top 100 reward again. And then after that season, it will uh, rotate to a new card, and they're going to continue this cycle of adding new cards this way. Um, and Scarlet Shield will get added to the general pack. So. Even if you don't get it top 100, if you don't want to buy it, if you're entirely free to play and not going to hit the top of the ladder, you'll still be able to get it uh, within a couple months. That's not bad. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. No, it's it's balanced for everybody. Um, you know, the, the, hardest, the hardest grinders will get it first, and then you'll be able to buy it after that, and then it'll be available in general packs after that for crafting. Yeah. So. And I, I'd also like to note, it is not going to be as impactful to games as Thanos is and was. Right, and also, so, uh, it doesn't, like, with Thanos, you benefit a lot from multiple copies. This, uh, it's a tactics card, so maybe not so much, although it is stackable. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, new skills. All of our heroes, except the new hero, Black Widow, now have a fifth hero skill available. It's in the store. We're going to go through those as well today. Um, mix, I think probably mixed reviews on these, but we'll, we'll go through them. 
season pass, of course. And yeah, that's it for uh, all the major stuff. Um, oh, and uh, what? Outrider got nerfed. And Drax yep. got nerfed. Drax got almost reverted, even though, but he's a little worse than his original form. Yeah, so, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Any other pre pre diving in comments? Um. Yeah. Just as a side note, Outrider nerf. It's it impacts you once you have Marvel full board, but actually, if it's only like level two or shop two on your first turn, it's not really a nerf. It's you just flat even. They just changed right. it when you have full board. The, so, yeah. So still the, usable. The stat allocation is a little bit better on him, yeah. but worse with multiple things. Yeah. We also uh, have a spectator mode for your friends, which is mm. which is pretty cool. So if you have friends and you want to see what they're playing, uh, that's really fun to see. That's all in real time. What if and you I think don't it's... have friends like me? Oh, man. Feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> Feels bad. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's pretty much And I think, I believe uh, they did say one point. Uh, it was like in the patch notes, but I think they took it out. So I think they were going to get that in a future update. Uh, replay mode should be a thing in this game. Right. So I think that's going to be coming in the near future. Not exactly. Not, we don't know exactly when, but uh, that that is that is a feature that will be coming uh, very soon to the game, which I do like also. Yeah, uh, I think that'll be a nice thing to go back and be able to watch your plays. Um, ideally, you know, I don't know if that's this will be the case, but being able to see every player's like moves and hands across the the whole game would be cool. I don't know if that's going to be an option, but um, mm -hmm. if it was a more more fully fleshed out like that. That would be great. Um, all right, so do we want to start with the uh, the fifth the fifth hero skills for everybody, and then do Black Widow last, and then jump into her card pool as well? That, yeah, that's yeah, good. Okay, so we'll start at the top of the list here. You guys should be able to see my blue stacks, yes? Yep. Okay, great. Uh, we'll start with Star Lord. Uh, as a note, all of these skills can only be obtained by purchasing them from the shop uh, for either ISO gems or Stardust. So save your ISO gems, um, and or just. You know, fork over the cash and buy them if, if you want them. Uh, they, they do rotate through the shop, though. They're not all available at once. Uh, Star-Lord, Milano Rescue. Uh, this is an active skill. I don't know what the cost is. Uh, once per game, summon as many non-repetitive Guardians of the Galaxy characters as possible whose costs are no higher than the shop level. Uh, that's pretty sweet. I imagine it's expensive because you're yeah. filling up your board. Non-repetitive is a new uh, key phrase that they're putting in this game. A lot of the mm -hmm. Black Widow Intel cards have it, mm -hmm. but um, this skill, the way it works is as long as you don't have that Guardian's character on your field, it'll summon them. Yep. So, uh, and then it caps out at the shop level, though it's not equal to the shop level, it's equal or less than the shop level. So you could hit anything um, up to whatever it is. So I imagine, you know, Again, I don't know what this costs. I wish this had the uh, the gem cost on it because that's pretty. It's relevant. actually it's it's ideal if you're running, say, like an ego deck. You can just mm -hmm. pop it on four if you haven't drawn ego yet, mm -hmm. and if there you go, you'll have him. Yeah, because there's how how many you got ego Drax. Uh, yeah, Gladiator. You get ego, Drax, Gladiator, Cosmo, Mantis, Cosmo, Groot, Groot Rocket, yeah. Rocket. Yeah. So there's seven. So there's a chance you could miss him. You would you could hit the other six, but there, I think there's only seven. Yeah, you you'd ideally just clean out your whole board and use this skill. Right. Yeah. You sell you sell out. Use it now. Of course, you won't be able to pair anything because it's going to be non-repetitive unless you're holding that in your hand already. But right. again, you could really set up that turn nicely by you know either selling out or holding something from the previous turn, generate the full board, and then maybe pair something that's already in hand. 
Um, yep. Seems cool. I just need we just need to know how much it costs to see if it's even doable on turn four. This might cost like twenty or something because it's you're about, you're getting six <laughs> cards, or up to up to six cards, right? Which is a lot of value potentially. Yeah. All right, that seems cool. As uh, long as it's uh, affordable, I would right. put it in high B tier. I'd say. Yeah, it, I mean that's honestly that's better than a lot of his powers. Yeah. yeah. He, he does not have a lot of super super great powers. He has a couple great ones, but. That's the way it goes. Uh, Thor, Asgard. does somebody else want to take this? We're going to rotate through these. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this one is a complete troll card. Um, <laughs> I have always advertised in any card game I play, do not choose cards that will intentionally incentivize you to lose rounds. Yeah. Um, what this skill does is once you've lost your fourth time in, the, in a match, at the start of your next turn, assuming you haven't died yet, It'll add basic copies of all the characters that are on your battlefield to your hand. It's like yes. a much, it's a much worse version of the card, the one we just looked at. Yeah, it's a it's just terrible. Um, this card will it'll be good if it wasn't on. Was it turn four? Turn, you get your not your turn four. You have to lose four times, but the earliest you can proc it is turn four. No, 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 I'm, I'm saying, but like on turn four, you can uh, you get your skill, right? Th yeah. Does your previous losses count it's, towards I, before activating yes, this card? Yes. I would imagine so, yes. So you can. Because okay, I mean, I'm about to say, because if it lose, didn't count, right? So on turn one, you buy two things. You only play one to throw turn one, right? And then you mm -hmm. just you just leave one. You stay mm -hmm. one card behind the whole time. And then even on three, you could like urgent shrink, right? And then you're accelerating. I don't know. It seems maybe possible. To throw, but you have, but if you throw the first three rounds and the power doesn't come up, you're totally hosed, right? Because you're not guaranteed yeah. to get the power. Also, not to mention, what if you accidentally win one game? Right. What if someone now you have to go another round? Oh. Yeah. And if you lose a higher level round or a higher right. round in a higher match, your odds are you're going to take a lot more yeah. damage. Thro throwing on turn five or higher is really rough. You really don't want to do that. You could you could just die. Yeah, this seems rough. Although you know, the, I guess you stack it with uh, with urgent shrink, right? That's what you do is you stack a bunch of urgent yeah. shrink in this if you're trying to go for this. But I don't even know if, if uh, <laughs> if we're going S to like D tier, I, I would put this in like D. -tier. Right, and also like, do you really want an extra basic copy of all your characters that you have on turn four, or wouldn't you you would want this to proc later when you have better stuff? Yeah, it's just yeah. Hard, it's hard to make work. The 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 Star Lord one is much better because you have a lot more control. Uh, this is free. That's mm -hmm. that's the upside is that it doesn't cost anything. It's passive. It'll just trigger. But yeah, avoid. Yeah, avoid. Not, not not recommending that one. All right, John, John, you want to take Captain Marvel here? All right, we have a uh, photonic burst, right? Or photonic? Yep. Photonic burst. Yeah. It's a pa it's a uh, passive skill. Uh, when you play a character card with a star level one, give them fifty percent more power and armor until the end of the next battle. Interesting. Um, it's a cool starburst. Like I, I, again, we don't know how much it costs. You know, what I mean to play it, but uh, giving anything one starburst and uh, giving fifty percent power and armor—that's pretty cool. So you could probably give that to like your Marvel, so that way if you're trying to find them quicker, and he can stack better. Because when he once he's two stars, he's a lot better. Right, but this won't work right. when he's two stars. Right. It, it's only right. on a star level one. So the way this works, for example, is um, if you have, say, a Nova, and you just pick him up from the shop, he's star level one, you put him down, then when you put him down, he's going to get an additional 50% of that nine power, which would, I think it rounds down. A nice four and a half yeah. power there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he would be at 13 power instead of nine. Mm -hmm. Right, but only, only for that turn. Really well with Ragnarok units. 
because it gives also the bonus armor and power. Yep. Um, also, if you're doing, like, I feel like this would be great, like, you know, for, for instance, uh, like, my Whiplash deck, right? Because you're cycling units really aggressively, and you're always having yeah. new stuff on the board every turn except for Whiplash. You're, you're moving through your deck very quickly. You're going to benefit a lot from this. Um, and also... John, oh, you can use yeah. this. Um, you can use this if you have a two-star on board. Then you play the third copy. The third copy benefits, and then if you get the fourth copy, you can you can pick them all up and get benefit. Add the total from the third copy for that one turn back on. So there there is some ah, you know, manipulation you can do with this. I think this is really cool, and uh, I you know this is certainly something I would be willing to try. Yeah, just because I think you can actually, play this with any deck, yeah. I think I would put this at like eight tier. It's universally playable. Yeah. It works with all with all cards. This, this pack, actually, you were saying about Ragnarok. Actually, though, Ragnarok have really big defense and really good attack. Mm -hmm. uh, having them at one star is pretty good with, with this 50% buff. So mm -hmm. that can actually make you win a round easily. Yep. So, Lafay deck, like here it. we go. <laughs> it's happening. We're yeah, Lafay, yeah, yeah. With, with all, the, uh, all the Frost guys. Uh, all right. Iron Man, back to me. Armor upgrade, a passive. What is when you upgrade the shop to level six, uh oh, move a random character on your battlefield to your hand and add a copy of them to your hand. Uh, I don't know. That's fine. That's interesting. Go going to six though is the that you know. I don't know. I always play decks that stop on five. Oh. <laughs> this this only procs one time, right? And so I'll say it is better than at least one other of his perks, but only one other perk. The one where you take them all armor It's yeah. random. Yeah. It's random, though. Oh no, I yeah. read that. Yeah. Oh. This is. It's not very good. It says well, move a random character on your board. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not good. No. <laughs> so you have what a one in six chance of hitting what you want, right? Depending on your deck. Again, maybe in like a Whiplash deck where you but only yeah, have. I don't know. Whiplash. Yeah, but in Whiplash, there's like you know, I'm taking Enter the Armory. Or yeah. Grand Invention, or Firepower, for that most likely. Because on Whiplash, you're, you're sitting on five for a long time, so, yeah. The, it's not completely useless like the Thor one. I would I would put this at, like, low C tier. Yeah, yeah. it's it's marginally better than that one, but, like, it's yeah. Iron Man still has probably the best power spread in the game, yeah. so, like, you're, you know, one that's even average probably isn't going to make the cut for him. Yep. Uh, Alright. Spider-Man. Who are we on? Is it Faith? Is this up to you? Okay, yes. Hero's Duty. This is um, a perk that I was messing around with quite a bit uh, on the first day. Uh, you, what it is, is you activate it, it costs four, four gems, hmm. and it hyperbursts a character to star level four and removes them at the start of the next turn. So um, a key thing to keep in mind when you activate this, it takes away any buffs that they currently have and resets them to base stats. Hmm. For example, if you had like a Hydra or Hydro armor, it would take away that bonus power that you got mm -hmm. for playing it and reset it back down to one and then multiply it up to a force. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I assume the value here is that you get the Starburst. Right. You get the, the, the scheme you, card. You, do not, you, you don't get the scheme. Oh, I was going to say, because if you get the scheme, this is awesome, right? Because you're generating, you oh, can generate a six cost scheme every single turn. It stays on the board. And it's, oh, it's just base. Oh, it stays on board. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Right. It doesn't pick them up and do it. I see. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Honestly, uh, it's 
I didn't find it to be that worth it. Yeah. Because you're spe- you're investing a lot of gems to do this. Yeah. You could I get potentially you could build around it. Like you could find cards that really benefited from just from having that particular effect. Um you could combine it with things like um uh, like overload, which is gonna remove it anyways and give it plus twenty power. Um so that you know there I guess there's some potential things you could play around with, but you know, losing a card for nothing always feels bad. I, I was testing around just doing stuff like playing like a moonstone and jumping it to four stars. Mm-hmm. But again, when you do that, you're effectively spending eight gems not going towards your end game build. Right. And then you lose a copy later. Yeah, I, I don't know. Mm, so I, don't know. I, I would put this it in like... Very it's usable, but it's not the best. Yeah. All right, we have a Hella Army of Illusions passive. After a friendly illusion taking action change them into a copy of a random character on the battlefield. So obviously this just blatantly talks about Grandmaster Loki type of combo. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, this, it, you know, it's, random is, a, is always a scary thing. It's, it's too niche. There's no reliable way to get... Because to get the max um, value out of this, you want to have your board full of illusions. And at the moment right now... There's really no way to do that other than, you know, Grandmaster, uh, Grandmaster and yeah. trading places, things like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, trading places definitely makes it interesting, right? Because if they survive, they get to change into something better because they only have one power. Sure. If they get to their action before they die. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This this seems... I, I feel like there's got to be more illusion support coming at some point because, you know, the, the deck's just not quite there yet, but it feels like there's maybe something cool that could be done with it long-term uh, once we get more cards. Yeah, illusion is just an archetype that it's it's kind of been just the kid brother to Maverick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, that, like, this doesn't support the Grandmaster Illusion build at all, which is already doing its own thing, whether whether you're doing that, the more traditional build or with, uh, or with Loki. Um, this this doesn't feel needed for that because you don't want your Lokis changing. You want them to continue being Lokis, or you want your Malakas exactly. to continue being Malakas rather than anything else. Yeah. Um. Electra. This is back to me. Wait. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Assassin Reborn passive skill. You control at least three different quests. All the damage you take is minus three. That's not bad. As uh, somebody that likes to play a lot of quest type of decks, uh, this card is not that bad. I like it. Yeah, is this, is I mean, this it, you it as works. a player, or is it you plus your units? I haven't tested this. Um, if this applies to your board, it's awesome. If it doesn't, uh, if it only applies to you, I don't know. I'd rather take her other powers. Yeah, yeah. I haven't tested, so I can't really comment. But it does say all the damage you take. Right. But it says you, so, not your characters. You, yeah. It doesn't say your units or anything, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if this applies to, you know, the your characters on board, it's very good. Especially, like, in the mid-range. At the, at the end game, three isn't going to make a difference for the most part, but uh, mid-game, this can be very relevant. And then this works in those Daredevil decks that usually have three or four active quests at a time. Yeah, and also with Daredevil, I guess you're, you know, you you may be throwing a round or two trying to set him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John, you seem the most high on this. Do you got any any particular thoughts that came to mind? Um, if you're if it's for your whole board, it's it's a really good a really good effect. But if it's just damage that you're taking, it's pretty good because like 
even when you're playing as Daredevil, sometimes you just can't get there early game and taking minus three damage is a lot better than taking full damage because you're always playing with one uh, unit uh, less than your opponent on the board. Mm-hmm. So so that, that extra three health can add up after a while of uh, you trying to... Like, if you're failing too much, then you can kind of pivot. So mm-hmm. I guess it gives you more of a cushion, you know, like a, another turn or so. Sure. You, you, you can see That's how much I play Electra here. <laughs> yeah, all the love yeah not not a lot there and finally here we are black widow uh i've been, I've been working on her. i almost got her to level 10 um you want, you want to go through these uh one at a time here yeah sure all right, right. um so this, this first one's called widow sting and it's a passive skill when a cloaked character loses their cloaks then you give their adjacent characters to them plus four power um i i give this like solid b tier yep. it's usable Yep. But it's not doing much for you compared to some of the stronger hero abilities in the game. There are ways in Black Widow's cards to recloak units, but to you to use that as an effective strategy and rely on losing your cloaks, not dying, and then reactivating them to increase your power, it doesn't doesn't sound too good. Most of the time when I take this, it's because it gives plus four gems and then I get get some mid-range yeah. benefit, right? But it's almost always plus four. So that's the that's the reason I usually end up taking it. And it's certainly a lot better than the other option, uh, at least before everything's unlocked, um, is this one. All right, so this one's called Undercover Operation Passive Skill. At the start of the turn, gain one random intelligence card of your current opponent. Uh, try not to repeat the intelligence card you already have. So I don't play Black Widow like that because she's still very new to me. So what is in the world is intelligence? Okay. So intelligence card is one of the two archetypes of Black Widow. Basically, if you mm-hmm. produce an intelligence card, and there's various ways to do that, you get a copy in your in your hand that, that has a picture of the, of the card that you got the intelligence for. And what it will do is when you start the battle... The card that you have the intelligence for reduces that the power of that card by five per level of intelligence you have. So if, if uh, for example, they have a gladiator with 20 power and you have an intel level of one on the gladiator, when you start the battle, it'll subtract five from him and he'll be at 15. If you have two, then it'll subtract 10 and he'll be at 10. If you have three, it'll subtract 15 and he'll be at five. Yep, uh, and the intelligence cards will always be something that your opponent has on the board. Mm. Right? Initially, yes, but they can always sell out, and then you don't get anything. Oh, okay, okay. Sure, sure, sure. And I've but, had that happen multiple times. Sure. Yeah, the intelligence deck definitely uh, is not as good as the cloak deck, at least in early testing. Um, the cloak deck is pretty consistently strong. It can do some absurdly silly things and just builds a ridiculous board sometimes. Uh, the intelligence deck, you're relying on a lot of things that aren't necessarily guaranteed to proc. Um, I also, just as a note, I really dislike that in the uh, in the tutorial for intelligence, they talk about it. They're like, you can just look at your opponent's board by clicking on their avatar. See? Click it, and you can see exactly what they have. So you can set up your intelligence plays. But that doesn't work on the ladder or in the arena, which are the game modes people are actually playing. So that, you know, I feel like that's that's a pretty poor thing to put in the tutorial when that doesn't work in the modes anybody's actually going to play. Um, yep. Yeah, just a little a little rant with that there. I was like, that's very misleading to make them think that, that that's going to work, because it's, it's not at all. Uh, yeah, so this one just gets you one every turn. 
it's fine. I mean, I assume if you're playing the intelligence deck, you know, you, you may you may want this because you need extra in, copies. In an intelligence deck, this is like A tier. Right. But if you're not running an intelligence deck, this is like D tier. Right. You're you're subtracting five power from one random unit if you're not an intelligence deck per turn. That's probably not powerful enough generally outside of maybe turn four uh, to get to get you much. Um, yeah. We'll, t- we'll talk okay. about the intelligence cards once we get there as well. Um, not to mention, if you pick up this skill... You're not going to get the effect until the next turn. Oh, right, wow. right, yeah, yeah. Because it's at the start, right? Yep. So you yeah, have to wait so... for the turn to cycle all the way through. Um, intelligence Gathering. Active skill. Uh, assemble a character card that you have their intelligence card in your hand. Then remove the intelligence card of the selected character. Um, I don't know how much this costs. But it also... So is, it, so is that... Is it... Is that like a kill spell, pretty much? No, no, no. No. You, you get a copy. So if you generate an intelligence card of one of your opponent's cards and you have it in your hand, you, you use this ability and then you actually get a real copy of that card. Oh. Which is permanent. But, like, you know, because intelligence is random and can be whatever, you know, it, it seems so, not super high value because it's probably not playing into what your deck is going to want to be doing. Yeah. I mean, it scales very well. Like... If you right. can get into on like six cost cards, it can it can be worked out well. Like for a Thanos or Angelos, mm-hmm. things like that. Sure. Um, I, th- I think thing is, if you're playing until you're probably dead before the right. And if you're playing until this is probably better than the other option, right? The, this seems the yeah. better of the two options. Although again, cost is relevant. I don't know how much this costs. Um, I would. I mean, I would guess it probably costs four plus to get to generate a card that could be potentially really high value. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Also, I'm not sure how it's... So it's a symbol, so you get to choose. So I assume you choose from up to three intelligence cards you have in your hand. Right? It'll pick. It'll give you a random selection out of like, three if you have three plus. Yeah. Or you'll, you'll choose from out of three. So it'll say, okay, you have four. Here's a, here's a random selection of three of those. Then you choose one of those. Um, yep. Because that's how a symbol usually functions. So, I don't know. That seems better. That makes me more inclined to at least try intelligence once I get that unlocked. Good luck. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, this last skill, Stealth Cover, is a passive skill. Start a battle, give you rightmost character plus six power and cloak. This is the the skill that I think is actually going to be the best skill to use with Black Widow because it, it is not selective of like uh, character type. It doesn't keywords don't matter. Any character that you want cloaked that you want to protect in the battle, put them on your rightmost slot and they'll be cloaked. Yep. So this is, like, the ideal ability for if you're running a support widow. Right. Now, of course, you know, your opponents can see that you're running this, so they can try and snipe out that slot as well if you're going to try and protect something with it. Um, so they're, they, then it becomes a little bit of a chess match of, you know, do, doing a feint and putting something that you don't really want there, but just, just to eat the snipe because you know they're going to snipe that slot. There are, there are less methods to do that with, though, now. Like, the only cards really at, like, Shop 5 are Prime and uh, Stealth. Sure. Because Drax Assault is no longer Assault. So right. they would have to wait until it got to the very end of their board to hit it. Mm. Yeah. And so I mean, cards... Angela on six. So I think like cards like Destroyer is really good with this. Because you cloak the Destroyer because you want to keep him yeah. at last slot and give him six power. And then he mm-hmm. just doubles his strength and just pierce, annihilate, destroys everything. So mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And also, I mean, this is rightmost. It's not slot six. It's rightmost. So you could have two units, and the right one will still benefit from this and get the cloak so that they're guaranteed to kill the left unit first. So yeah. it, it quasi gives that left unit guard. 
um, which mm. is interesting. And also, like, you know, if you're playing a stealth deck, other things will probably have stealth as well, so you can use this to stealth something that doesn't naturally have it and then guarantee- force specific targets to be hit. Yeah. Like Red Guardian I, I like has uh, Retaliate or something something along those lines, right? Uh, the options are there. Um, yeah, also just note uh, with this first ability, I didn't talk about it at the moment, but it is all adjacent characters. There's a lot of her cloak abilities generally only affect her faction, the agent's tags. Uh, this, this one does not. It buffs any adjacent characters. So that is that. Uh, let's look at her card set. I believe she has 22, 23 new cards. 23, yeah. Nice. So that's a hefty amount of new cards to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And then we have two, uh, two, we have three other new cards we need to talk about as well at the end. Uh, Scar- Scarlet Shield, Hydra Infiltration, and Red Wing. Yep. So we'll hit those as well. Okay, yep. They're all here. Uh, let's just start at the beginning. Uh, so there's, you know, there's basically two categories of cards, right? There's intelligence cards and cloak cards and a couple cards that are neither, I guess. But um, yeah. we can just continue cycling through. Uh, I think I went last, so Faith? Yeah, so we, we have Iron Maiden. It's a two-cost red card, and it's at the start of the battle. For each non-character card in your hand, this card gains one power. So as long as you're holding, like, equipment or, for example, this is going to be more for your Intel decks. Mm-hmm. As long as you have Intel cards in your hand, it'll also add power. Yep. And, you know, this, this scales one power, two power, four power if you run multiple copies. But I feel like it's probably not good enough to where you would want to run multiple copies. It's early game only. Yeah. Um, There's not a lot of two-cost cards you'd want to run four copies of. No, very few. Uh, and that applies to this one as well. This one, I actually won four copies of. Yeah, and we also have a brand new keyword, too. Agents. So, agents is a brand new keyword for Black Widow. Yep. Uh, so, we have so we have a two-drop support for uh, four-power Recluse. Mm-hmm. A weird name. Uh, she just has Cloak. That's it. Yep. <laughs> That's all she gets. Uh, so, all right, so why, why do you run... <laughs> Why do you run four copies of this, Faith? So I run four copies of this because if you only run one copy, random things like uh, pings from Hydra Bombardment or IG pings can just randomly kill her. So mm-hmm. I like to keep her alive and get her proccing with Black Widow. Interesting. I don't like I. She's usually gone by the time I get I get later. I, I'm not worried about her. Yeah. Interesting. And the more cloaked units I have on board, it means but, the more power I can right, steal. From. I, I know I run one more unit, one more agent's unit yeah, than you yeah. do. So that's probably the difference is because I'm building into one more unit later. And you're cut. And so, yeah, that okay, that makes sense. Uh, Electroshock Batons for two, two drop for attack characters. It's a weapon plus three power. And the first time you get a non character card, give the equipped character plus three power until the end of the next battle. The three, and then a potential bonus three for what once. <laughs> um, so seems okay. Uh, I'm not running it. I don't think there's really room to run it, at least in the current list. Yeah, it reminds but, me of the um, the whiplash card from Iron Man. Yeah, but it's way worse because it only it only it, triggers yeah, it's worse. <laughs> whip, whip, the the whiplash whips trigger an infinite amount of times, as many times as you can make them trigger. Yeah. That this will only trigger one time. Yeah, not too great. Mm-hmm. Faith? All right, what do we got? Uh, Widow's Gauntlets. This one, 
I still am up. I run this sometimes or sometimes don't. It just depends on how I'm feeling. But what this does, it's a two-cost uh, equipment card for your support characters. And what you do, it equips. It doesn't give them any additional power or anything, but it does give them puncture and the special action of dealing two damage. Uh, so special action means it replaces their attack, and it'll trigger up to three times in the battle. Mm -hmm. um, this works great with your cloaked units because if they're only using this special action to deal damage, that means they're not taking any return damage, which means mm -hmm. they stay cloaked, mm -hmm. which means you get more procs out of Black Widow. Mm -hmm. uh, the only downside to this, I, I just, I'm a fan of running more character cards early, so I don't lose a lot of life. Uh, me too. I am running this, though, because it plays super, super well yeah. with crossbones. Mm. This gives exact. It, this will exactly take out the uh, the guys that crossbones generates because yep. it has puncture, so it cuts right through the armor. So it's cool. effectively eliminating four four armor every turn on top of the the ability. Um, so I really like it for that reason because I'm running crossbones in my my Black Widow deck. I also like this for what do you call it for Zola? Zola will give have mm. puncture out, which is pretty pretty devastating. Mm. Mm -hmm. And and of course the the IG decks. I'm giving them puncture. It's pretty yeah. silly. I've seen I've <laughs> but, seen people running uh like you know three or four copies of this in IG decks, and it's pretty out of hand because they all just yeah, get puncture. Like, like that's why it's not even the damage; it's just yeah, the puncture. Like like giving this to Supreme Intelligence also, or giving this to uh, Rodan. Yeah, uh, like it's it's stupid. just pretty silly. Yeah, it's really rough. On <laughs> just like snipe, 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 mm. just eat everything away. So yep. I think this card is fantastic. It's definitely going to see a huge amount of play. And if you're playing support, this is a card you should be playing in your deck. Yeah. Because Puncture is really good. Yeah, this is already giving me flashbacks to uh, Puncture Punisher from Season Zero, <laughs> which was, oh my god. And so, it's cheaper, and it's cheaper too, because it's, it's only, it only a two costs cost. two. Yeah, and you, yeah, so you can yeah. run all of them. Yeah, it's, it's really dumb. Yeah, so this card you should be playing multiple of. All right, uh, we're playing. Uh, oh my! I always get the crazy names. Y Yolanda <laughs> Belova. I think that's how you. Yelena. <laughs> Yelena, there you go. Yelena Belova. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of uh, Yolanda Vega <laughs> from from the. I don't know. For those who live in New York, you will know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but she's Neither a three drop doing, power. <laughs> she's a three drop power, six cost. Uh, uh, Sorry, three drop power units with six attack. She has speed strike, a very unique uh, uh, skill there, and she has cloaked invocation at a tactics card with a cost no more than the shop level to the shop. So she has a lot going on for herself for a three drop. This is my favorite card in her set, um, maybe along with black the five drop Black Widow. But I, I, this is my favorite card. This is the card I want to play with the most. Um, I think speed strike is insanely good. Um, speed strike with cloaked is kind of busted because if she hits and it kills them, they don't hit her back and she keeps her cloaked. Um, Ooh, yeah, it's it's insane. Um, and, then, and I think I think uh, speed strike is on only two units. We have a uh, Red Hulk and uh, was it Tyrion or Tyrion? Yeah, so she, she's the third, uh, and she's the Red Hulk costs five, Tyrion costs four, and she costs three. She's our first three drop with uh, with speed strike. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan. Also, the invocation. The current way I have the deck build, it's not really working. It would it'll work better in Faith's list. Um, I know you're you're running some more useful tactics, um, and then also with the new uh, the Scarlet Shield, I think this would be really good. Once uh, so, once yeah, we get our hands, she's on gonna her. be a four of in either cloaked 
or Intel, because there's also an Intel Tactics card that costs three. Mm-hmm. But if you're playing Intel, you're going to want to run. And if you're playing Cloaked, she's obviously auto-include. And she's just like, yeah, she, it, just multiple strong keywords on one card at a good stat line is just like worth playing almost always, right? And if, and if you're in faction. Um, she's just a really, really good three drop for any 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 deck. If you're playing another deck archetype, something that relies on tactics cards, for example, Daredevil and New York, she can pull those for you. Yeah, yeah, it's any tactics. It's not just from uh, from uh, Black Widow set. So, uh, yeah, as a, as a tutor for tactics cards, that's really strong. All right, back to me, uh, Damon Dron. When another friendly agent's character takes action, this card gains 7 armor, or 14 armor, or 28 armor, depending on the star <laughs> level. Um, I think he's really good. I think he's worth playing. Uh, the 3-drop slot is a little crowded, because you always want Yelena, and then uh, may- maybe either tactics card, depending on the deck. But I think he's really good. I've been playing with him a bunch. Um, his armor can get absurd. Um, yeah. it- it's based on their action, so I often will play Ultron in this deck. And you put, a, you put a weapon on your Black Widow, you put a weapon on, you know, one of the other support characters, um, and then you put Ultron between them, or you cloak him, and they take a bunch of actions, and then he keeps getting triggers for that, and it's really silly. Also, Ultron on Black Widow is hilarious, just in general. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, this card is really good. It's just, like you, like you mentioned, the three slot for Black Widow is really congested. It's very crowded, yeah. Like, Yelena is an auto-include, no matter what. And yeah. then, I was running Damon initially in my cloak deck, but I found that... Um, dodge Strike. We'll, we'll get to Dodge Strike. Yeah. Is that, that's the other contender, for sure. Better. Yeah, it helps you out versus the early AoEs. Yeah, and Damon is just in a weird spot, because like there's often not a really not room for him, because you want the shield, but you generally want to put that on Throg instead, because Throg is nuts with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, this next card, Natasha Romanova. Romanova. Yeah, yeah, Romanova. Right. <laughs> so what she does, she's a drop support card, and when you play her you will assemble an intelligence card of your opponent. Keyword being assemble, meaning you can select which card you get intel on. Um, she is an eight an eight power card, mm-hmm. so that she is strong uh, on her own. If we weren't looking at any of the other three drops in this deck, she's probably a solid B-tier card for, for your intel decks. But the way it works now, if you're playing intel, you probably want to be running Yelena to generate Red Room Training, which we're going to go over next, because mm-hmm. Natasha does not scale into the endgame. You're going to get her, you play her, and that's it. You don't get any more intel cards out of her. Right. I think if she, uh, on Star Up, if she generated two and then maybe three copies, or two and three intelligence triggers on a symbol, uh, she would be a lot better. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. her, Interesting. Yeah, her base stats are good at eight for three, but, like, you know, Yelena's better, even though she's only six, because she has awesome keywords. Uh, whereas Natasha has no keywords, and yeah, like you said, doesn't scale well. However, here's our next card, which you just talked about. All right, Red Room Training. At the, as a three-cost card, it, uh, it is at the start of turn, gain one random intelligence card of your current opponent. Try not to repeat the intelligence card you already have. 
is is this a trigger effect? Like it always uh, it yeah, stays it, on the board? Yeah, this is a tactic, so it sits in the tactic card. It's a tactic card. Yeah. Yeah. And then so it's actually pretty good. Is when you see this, you're spending three gems, and you're not going to get any effect till the next turn. Right. So again, Intel is just in a in a weird spot where it's just slow, slow to play, and it's it's a win more deck. So if you're not winning already, you're just going to get further behind. Yeah, and this is why I like I, cloaked I, a lot better. I think this card is sitting in a good spot because normally on if you're going on turn four, your board is pre you're pretty much going to keep whatever good three drops that are on board, and you're probably going to stick with that for a couple of turns. So if this card actually does recruit some type of value, I would feel like like towards like turn four, or turn five, because you're probably going to keep one or two same units on the board for the most part for most people. I don't know, it's just a myth. Sure, sure, and like I mean, you know the. With the intelligence deck, you know, you want to be accruing a lot of intelligence cards every turn to uh, mm. for, for your in-game play, which is which is a very strong play if you can get it all set up. It's just a lot of work, um, which is, you know, six-drop Black Widow is pr pretty nuts if you can make her work, yeah. but it's a, it's a lot of effort to get there. Uh, and here's the other tactics card at three, uh, Dodge Strike. Once per battle, when a friendly cloaked agent's character takes no more than 16 damage, block that damage. Um, it's... It's really good. 16 is a very high cap, uh, and it's a very specific number because there are a lot of 15 power units in the game, or units that at 2-star become 15 power, or I guess at 3-star become 15 power, but like, it seems there are a lot of 15s, um, so blocking 16 specifically is really good. Yeah. Fantastic card for a deck. It, it'll mm -hmm. save your butt. Yep. Um, as, as long as it's a crit unit. A crit unit bypasses this, I'm assuming, most of the time. Right. Because you're doing double but damage. But the crit unit has to hit it, and if your unit is cloaked, odds are they're not going to hit it. Right. If they, yeah, if they're already cloaked, Ooh. they're not getting hit unless your whole board is cloaked. Um, so this is generally only on a swing back after a cloaked character swings on the swing back. Um, this can block that. And they keep their cloak if the damage is blocked. Yep. Which is the, the really relevant thing. Oh, wow. Uh, there's, there's... No moonstone proc. There's a weird tension in the cloak deck where there are some things where you want your your guys to become uncloaked, and then there's some sometimes you want them to remain cloaked. Uh, and I feel like even within the cloak deck, there might be two ways to build it where you want to be losing cloak sometimes and not losing because like the power is like you know the the base power is the passive. Anytime something becomes uncloaked, it buffs the two things next to it by four, right? So that you want to be losing cloak, reapplying cloak, losing cloak, reapplying cloak. But then uh, there are others where you just want to keep the cloak on as much as possible. I see. Mm-hmm. Alright, um, this next card, Ivan Petrovich. Uh, he is a 4-drop red card, and he starts the battle cloaked, he has 7 power, and after he launches his attack, he gives the adjacent agents plus 5 power and cloak. Or 10, uh, or 20. Or 10, or 20, yeah. Mm -hmm. This card, I, I am running this card. I feel like it's a, depending on your matchups, it's a good insurance policy. For example, if you're up against the Moonstone and you haven't drawn Dodge Strike yet, and the Moonstone goes off and decloaks a couple units, he goes up and he recloaks them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. he, he's your main recloak guy. Uh, I've been pretty underwhelmed by him. I've played him a fair bit. Uh, I'm running him because there are no other good options. There are basically two <laughs> options for the cloak deck and two options for the Intel deck, but I think the shield's probably good enough to run in either. Um but there's only four four drops and it's basically two and two um so yeah i don't know my end game board usually has four cloaked units 
So he, mm-hmm. he's usually on there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, yes. We have a Red Guardian Shields. A four drop, it's a Guardian card. Uh, so you can attach to all Guardians. Plus three power, plus three armor. After a friendly cloaked agent character taking action, give them the equipped plus three, plus three uh, power and armor. Absolutely nuts. Yeah. This is one of the best cards in the set. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so basically, for four, you're giving plus six, plus six. Yeah. Uh, put this on Throg and laugh. He he triggers lightning every single time this goes off, and then you put an ultra next to your Black Widow, and she triggers like four times in a row, and Throg triggers every time she triggers, and she's draining somebody every time she triggers, and it gets real out of yep. control. Uh, I really want to leverage this in like a full-on Odin deck at some point as well, because then Throg will trigger, which will make Odin yeah. trigger, then Throg will trigger, which will make Odin trigger, you know, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- this card's really good, and then just on anybody really, this card's good, but it's especially synergistic and busted with Throg. Yeah. Any, anybody else that's been like I've, I'll put it on Drawn sometimes or Red Guardian sometimes, but I haven't found somebody better than Throg to jam it on. Yeah. yeah. No, if, if Throg is continuously getting powered up by, because that's what you want to do every time his what his defense gets powered up, he triggers. Right. So that gets armor. Yeah. So especially if you have a four star Throg, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just gonna be gross. Right. And also, don't forget this applies to Red Guardian as well. Both both. Throg and Red Guardian have Iron Will, so if they lose all their armor and they don't have Iron Will anymore, this will give them armor again after a cloaked takes character. So then they have Iron Will again and they won't die. Like it's because three armor is enough. To, they they won't die unless it's puncture. Um, so you can use this with both of them, of course, um, to just continually abuse Iron Will. Yeah, anyone with Iron Will will benefit to some degree with this. Korg, Korg the All Star. Um, this might be my least favorite of the cards in the set. I'm not sure. I haven't played around with it much, but I haven't played until much yet. Um, four drop, uh, support, uh, weapon, I guess, item, uh, special action. Reveal an intelligence card. Summon a copy of the corresponding character on the battlefield and give them the agent's keyword. Trigger four times in each battle. This, this is the card that I read it and I'm like, wow, that's a lot of work for potentially not much gain. Uh, also, it doesn't work if your board is full. <laughs> yeah, no, it's ugh, ugh, no. Maybe I mean maybe there's a hybrid build right where you can jam this on a cloaked character because then it'll keep going off. But you need to put them far enough back in the lineup where they're gonna not you're gonna have board space, but also like not die. I don't know. It's it's just really awkward. It feels like it's yeah, it's, it's in that category, the same category as you know, like dark elves and the collector, where you're getting like opponent cards and yeah. No, this, just, this is the uh, this is a Tony Stark special. You're always giving this yeah, out to people. It's, it's it's like it's like it, even if you get a card, it's like a one star version of them. Is that even good? Especially like you're talking about turn four now, going to right. turn five. Yeah, probably like, not. You, no. Yeah, you want to start seeing your power plays at that time. Yeah. And otherwise, you're just going to sit behind and you're going to have, like, what, a one-star ego? What do you do? Right. One power. What do you do? Yeah. So. Yeah, it doesn't feel that good. I, I'm super not interested in this card, really. Yeah. Unless, you, unless you're playing against a mirror match, then I can see something else. Because then if you're copying somebody's Black Widow and you're playing Black Widow, like, hmm. that, then that, that gets a little bit more crazy for you. Right. So. 
All right, this next one is an activatable card and it's called Spies Ball. It's a four drop and what it allows you to do is it'll assemble an intelligence card of your current opponent and then gain two more copies. Basically just giving you a level three intelligence card on one of your opponents. Mm -hmm. uh, this is one of the core cards if you're playing Intel because it stacks with the five drop tactics card wherein if you have at least a level two tactics card or Intel card on an opponent, Whenever they take an action, they'll take 200 damage before they get to take their action. Yep. <laughs> so this, this is one of the, the main engines for that deck. But again, okay. again, this is an action, so you only get, you know, you only get four of them. You yep. get four shots at it, and then you don't get any more. Not a tactics or you know, whatever else um, to continually generate intelligence. This is the problem with intelligence decks, is there's no reliable way to really generate more than one star into intel cards right well you can get the power and then you can stack red room right and that's it but like those aren't those are it's a random yeah yeah and they all try not to repeat themselves so unless you already have six intel cards you're not going to be getting a level two right so this is really your only effective way of doing it oh yep here comes the star player yeah this is it all right so this is me all right, uh, Black Widow is a five drop, supports 16 power cloaked. Before a friendly cloaked agent character takes taking action, they steal, is it, yeah, they steals, that's weird, uh, 10 power and 10 armor from the opponent with the highest power. So I'm assuming she steals. No, no, they no. steal. Who, whatever they steal. is, whoever's taking action steals 10 power and 10 armor. And or twenty yep. and twenty or forty and forty, depending on her star level. Uh, this is one of the best cards in the game, basically instantly by herself, right? Like even if you don't have any other, just so she's nuts. Yeah. We talk about tempo to five swing cards, and she's one of the best. She is huh? one of the best, and that's my favorite play. So, yeah. So so all your eight, all your cloak agents will steal ten power, ten armor, not including herself. Right. No, no, including herself. It's that's any any cloaked agent. So. Anytime Any they take an action, they board. steal 10 oh, power and 10 armor. Yep. From the highest opponent. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, pretty, let, that's let, pretty ridiculous. Let me paint you a picture, John. <laughs> Just picture this in your mind, right? So you have your Black Widow. Maybe she's at two stars. And uh, you've given her a weapon. Mm -hmm. You've given her the machine gun. Next to her is Ultron, uh, who is cloaked by Red Guardian next to him. Uh, so your Black Widow is going to go off three times, and that's going to steal 20 power and 20 armor, Fire the weapon. Steal 20 power and 20 armor. Fire the weapon. Steal 20 power and 20 armor. Fire the weapon. And it, it moves from whatever is the highest power thing. So that might shift each time to whatever their highest thing is. And base, and you've just drained 60 power and 60 armor from your opponent's board on your first thing before you've even started your turn. And that's a two-star? Oh, that's my a two -star. God. Because <laughs> I, I haven't seen this in action yet. That oh, sounds kind of ridiculous. It's very, very uh, silly. Give me, like, give me like five seconds. I'm uploading a little clip that I made. Oh, and great. you can check it out, John. Okay, yeah. that that is pretty. That sounds pretty. And she does that. Oh wow, she steals forty. Look at the four star version yeah, of and that. And the four star steals forty. Uh, honestly, my favorite play, even more than having the four star, is having a two star and a one star split by an Ultron, um, because it's they can target different things. So it'll steal twenty and twenty, and then the second one will proc off the first one's first action. And it'll proc maybe off a different mm -hmm. thing. So then they're they're each hitting multiple targets each time, and that's per action per cloaked character. And by giving them weapons that's because they're support, they will stay cloaked because they won't get hit back. 
So she's probably she's best she's basically the best card in the set. In yeah. her set. Mm-hmm. Which is good. That you know the oh. namesake card is the best card in the set. Uh there's also another black oh, widow. Sure. Which we there is, but she's less thanks. good. I think I think she has tech potential, but uh yeah, she's less good. Check out check out that clip, John. Yeah, the, the, you'll get to see her in action. Um I don't have a good way of putting this up, sorry guys. Oh. oh god, there's music in there. I need to stop it. I want oh, us to get is a, that me? DMCA. Music oh no. Yep, there she goes. Good times. <laughs> Good times. Oh, you, you had the quad blasters on her too. Nice. Yep. <laughs> yep. Just the. Oh, okay. The full. Oh my goodness, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've seen enough. <laughs> I've seen yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very silly. Oh my goodness. I want to see her everywhere. Indeed. However, moving on. No, next moving card. On. Uh, Red Guardian. He's a five drop uh, gu uh, Guardian character. Uh, 10 armor, 10 power. Uh, comes with Iron Will and Retaliate. Also, he has Assault and Last Words. Give the adjacent characters cloaked. Um, again, this is just, uh, stacking a lot of things. I like him a lot. Um, I know I'm playing him, uh, in my, in my lists. I know he's not like, you know, mandatory. I think there, there is another great five drop option, which we'll get to. Um, he does do, do some cool things, especially if you're, uh, like I, I'm really into jamming Ultron with this deck. Um, so you can use him to cloak your Ultron so that your Ultron doesn't, uh, doesn't get attacked by anybody preemptively. Um, but also just, uh, Having strong keyword combinations is really nice, and he enables you to cloak your non-agents cards with Assault out the gate so that he's effectively the only thing that can be targeted, and with his combination of Iron Will and Retaliate, it's, you know, he, he can stick around for a minute. Um, so. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, having Iron Will and Retaliate as keywords together, and on top of that with Assault, like, that's just... Yeah. Uh, I'm only running two copies because he doesn't gain anything from adding extra copies outside of stats. So I think 2020 is probably enough. Um, 10, 10 might be a little small. He's only taking two hits. 2020, he can probably take three hits with the iron will. So um, just as a note, he, he doesn't improve with star level outside of base stats, but uh, yeah, he's, he's certainly pretty good. He's a solid B tier. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Faith, I think we're on here. All righty. Dark star. This card is a five-drop red card with 10 power, and when played, you get to assemble an intelligence card of your current opponent. Additionally, she has the static effect of each intel card that you have reduces it by seven more power, so instead of five, it'll reduce it by 12. Right. And that seven goes up to 14 at two stars and 28 at three stars, or at four stars. Yeah, she does scale. Um... So this... This is a card I messed around a lot with Intel decks on the first day. She's a strong card, yeah. But just Intel does not have the the cards that you need to get there. Like by the time you get to her, you're probably already losing or have lost. Yeah, you you give up a lot of board to make intelligence work. Um, and then like you know, even at one star, her static effect, you know, that makes it that minus five, a minus twelve for each Intel card. In your yeah, game. that's she's pretty great. good. She's a great yeah. yeah like that's 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 a really nice effect um but it's because of all the other stuff you have to jam you have to jam the tactics and the actions and developing board just seems so difficult uh with with that intelligence deck standalone i'd say she's like an a-tier card sure but, but everything else to get 
to get Intel going is not mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Reasonable. Um, you know, I, th I think I, I, I think she might have some potential in arena. Um, she yeah, might, she might be better off in arena than in uh, constructed play. Um, and I, yeah, I think I'll, I think Black Widow is going to be a great choice in arena in general. We haven't even talked about that yet, oh, but yeah. like because she has a lot of really strong standalone cards like Black Widow, like Yelena, like even Red Guardian, like Dark Star, like a lot of these units that come in in this set are just really powerful single units, even without other synergies. Um, so I think that's nice, uh, particularly Yelena, right? Because you could tutor a tactics from another, you know, so it's whatever yeah, right. other tactics you happen to get, right? Um, you can so, play her in any deck. She's great. Yeah. Yeah, and same with Black Widow, especially. Uh, and I think Red Guardian as well, because offering the cloak, you could cloak some key units in your, your arena deck and protect them for, the, for that, you know, that first turn and then potentially get them out, get them cloaked again. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Alright, we have uh, Widow's Aim. Five drop tactics once per battle before an opponent taking action. If you have their star level 2 or higher intelligence card, deal 200 damage to them. That's pretty good. <laughs> 200 damage for 5 costs? Pretty good. And I mean, this supplies. This is a tactic, wow. so it's permanent. Um, and it's anytime you have that level 2 or higher. But getting that level 2 or higher intelligence card is harder than you think. Other than, you know, that four-cost <laughs> activatable card, there's no reliable way of getting a right. level two engine card. Yeah, because all the base effects, as, as we've noted multiple times, are non-repeatable, so they'll try and target different targets. So you have to either, you know, you have to use one of the ways to assemble, like Darkstar or, uh, or the action. Um, so it's, it's just not a consistent way to make this, this work. I see. Yeah. 200 good damage, though. Sure is. <laughs> <laughs> Better than explosive trap, uh, yeah. which mm -hmm. <laughs> hasn't really been able to make the cut a lot of the time. So, yeah. Uh, oh. All right. Is it on me? Yeah, it's on me. Uh, Ronan's Wrath, five drop tactics card. Once per battle, when a friendly agent's character is attacking an opponent with higher power, they gains twenty five power. Gains it. The gains. gains. All the gains. They're in the gym. Uh, <laughs> This card's sweet. I know you're a fan of this card, Faith, in the in the cloak yeah. list. Yeah, I run this in my list over Red Guardian mm -hmm. because this helps out, especially in cases where your cloaked units lose their cloaked. Um, they're not going to benefit from the Black Widow passive anymore, but they can still get 25 power when they're attacking an opponent that's stronger than them. It works especially well in mirror matches where maybe for whatever instance, for whatever reason, your Black Widow has died, and their Black Widow, you've been, you guys have been kind of like stealing each other's power, but now you have the lower power unit, you don't have your Black Widow, you still have this though, mm -hmm. so you're going to get that extra 25 power to kind of take the last edge and win that round. Right, and note, this isn't on action, it's on attack. Um, yep. So there's the particularly nasty thing is getting this to trigger on Yelena. Because she gets 25 power and still has speed strike and will probably maintain her cloak because she's probably going to kill whatever she hits. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. That's crazy. Uh, Even if they're one off, right. one off, then they get that plus 25. Yep. Uh, this that's does not good. stack, just to note. Oh, like, okay. It doesn't stack. You only need one of these. Yep. Yeah. It's once per character action. Right. All right. All right. This card has a lot of good stuff going for it, but it suffers from the same things that Darkstar does. 
it's it's in the Intel pool, and Intel is not strong right now. So this is Black Widow, and I believe the, it's like it's like most feared something or fear uh, unleashed. Fear itself. Fear itself. Um, it's is, a six drop. Thing, yeah. Six drop red card. And it starts with twenty four power, and it's got assault, take action. And it's got an invocate effect where you get to get two random Intel cards of your current opponent, and again try not to repeat each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, so it's not assembled. You don't get to pick. You, you don't get to automatically get a two-star Intel card. And then after she takes action in her assault, if you control Intel cards of all your opponents, you can defeat two of them that have the highest power. So you need to have Intel cards on all six of your opponents, and then after she attacks, she can, you can take out two of them. So you have to have four of those tactic generating cards that'll give you four of them and then when she, when you play her she'll generate the last two that's the ideal right. setup or have the power as well and then you can use any other way to generate the, yeah. the six right and you can, yeah then you can just go down to three on the tactic card right, if right. You have that. uh yeah she's a ton of work for sure um but this is you know at the same time this is a very very powerful effect not to mention if your opponent knows that you're playing this card they can simply swap out a card. Yeah. Now you don't have it anymore because you you will not you will not have the intel for all their cards. Right, them. and it's they only need to do one because you have to have the intel yeah. for all of them. Yeah. However, uh, with note note this is on any action that effect can proc. So if it's later on in the fight, right? If the fight is a little bit drawn out, if she survives, if she takes an action and you happen to be holding the intelligence cards of whatever is left, it'll still trigger. It's not just on her assault action; it's on any action for her. Sure. Um, so that is you know. That is relevant that sometimes this could, this effect can trigger mid-fight. Not, you know, it doesn't have to be at the start. Ideally, it's at the start, right? Ideally, you, it, you're playing it as a combo deck, and you just wipe out their whole board. But you can still make it work uh, later in the fight as well. If you have even just the two intelligence cards, and that's all that's left, they just instantly die. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. It is a lot of work. Uh, I, I like this card a lot for Arena as well. Um, I think tw- 24 is a pretty good amount of power. You know, it's not Surger, but it's certainly not bad. Um... And just, you know, doing stuff, ha- having having keywords, making bonus stuff happen as, as a value play is pretty good. In Arena. So, yeah. Yep. She's, again, she's a good card, but she's Intel. Right. And also she's a six drop, which is, you know, in Constructed, yeah. it's, it's harder to get there. Uh, yeah. So... Those faith, right? Yeah, it's you. Wait, that, you that was faith, right? Yeah, so it's you, John. Yeah. With me? Okay, oh, nice. All right, so we have Ronin, six power, 24 stats. Cloaked, after launching an attack, deal and damage to characters adjacent to target when N, where N equals half the card's power. So, again, he's a six drop, so how good is this guy? If you guys played him. I run him in my cloak deck because if you pair him with Black Widow, at least like a level two Black Widow, you steal the power, and then right. you're also dealing that adjacent damage. So and also usually he plays really well with his own weapon, which we'll see. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, he's, he's a, a good card. He's a good card uh, top end for the cloak deck. Yeah, like Black Widow is the engine of that deck, but this is definitely a nice finisher for that deck. 
Um, especially because uh, you'll see with both the ability to steal using Black Widow and then also you steal with his weapon, uh, which should be the next card. Um, he, he gets a lot bigger before he even hits. And so that splash damage is going to be pretty beefy. Is, is he doing uh, the same thing like Daredevil does? Like he hits both yep. the adjacent mm-hmm. units? Yep. So he's the second person that yep. could do that now. So, right. Oh, uh, Daredevil. Yeah, it's, okay. it's the same effect as Daredevil, yeah. Except it's, you know, it, is Daredevil half or is Daredevil full damage? Daredevil's full. Yeah, so full this, this is this is half damage. Uh, but this also right. gets to steal. Most likely is going to steal a bunch of power before it swings. So it's yep. it's going to hit real hard. Um, yeah, also, you, you weren't going to give that name a shot there, John? Oh, Dread definitely Six. not. <laughs> Alexei Shostakov? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> too, many, too many letters. All right. Uh, hey, here it is. Ronin's Chain Scythe. This is the weapon I was just talking about. This weapon's awesome. Uh, six drop um, attack character weapon. Gives plus 10 power. And also, before launching attack under cloaked state, steals 15 power from the target. So, uh, you know, this is, of course, excellent on Ronin. He's going to steal 15 power from whatever he's swinging at. And then potentially also get a Black Widow trigger to steal, you know, up to 40, 40 armor and 40 power off of... Uh, yeah, the highest he's... thing, which could be his target, not necessarily. Um, but yeah, so you know, it's that's a twenty-five power swing, even just at the you know at the base level for him, and he starts at twenty-four, so that's base forty-nine for him, plus whatever he steals uh, off of with a Black Widow. Um, yeah. It's it's a nice combo, yeah. And also, this is great on uh, Yelena. <laughs> this is really really dumb yeah. good on Yelena with Speed Strike. It works. All right, and now we get to Dispo, which is a six-drop support equipment card. Uh, what it does is it gives your character puncture, and then the special action that they will take that replaces their regular action will be to deal 10 damage to all opponents that you have intel on, and they'll trigger up to three times. Um, it's an intel card. That's yep. really all there is to it. Um, if you're running an intel deck, this is probably going to be one of your six drops. Sure. Um Maybe strap this on Odin with an intelligent support setup. Maybe I don't know. Mm. I'm I'm think I'm I wanna I'm thinking about Odin because of the Throg uh, shield synergy. So that's what you know. That I've been rolling that around in my head this whole this whole time we've been talking. <laughs> gonna go jump on that after this, huh? Yeah, that's my next bad idea. I'm gonna try and force. That can work. I work. I alluded to it earlier. My first bad idea that I tried to force that Faith shot down and it totally didn't work uh, was using Yelena. Uh, using Black Widow and Yelena in uh, Scarlet Witch, but you lose so much by running Black Widow in there that there's just better options. So don't don't try it or do and enjoy your failures. Yeah, I really wish Intel was better. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Last one. Is it me? Uh, Faith. Yeah. Wait, Faith. Right? Didn't I just do the scythe? Oh, I just did dispel. Oh, you did dispel, right? All right, so all right, so six drop is uh, tactics. Motorcycle escape. When there's only one character left on your battlefield, summon a random five cost or six cost agent character and give them plus twelve power, annihilate, and let them take action immediately. Card seems pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. It's it's good value. As long as you, it doesn't give you like Red Guardian or Dark Star. Right. I mean, even Red Guardian's probably fine with it, right? Because I mean, obviously there are better options. Either Black Widow is better. However, um, you know, giving him plus twelve power uh, makes him what twenty two plus ten armor yeah. plus uh, plus Ironwell. 
but you're also having to take action immediately, which means right. you're not getting that retaliate bonus. Right, right, yeah. Well, but he won't die on a swing because he has Iron Will, so you'll get the retaliate bonus once, at least. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm assuming the best card is probably getting Black Widow for this. Or Ronin. Or Ronin, yeah. It, dep- it depends on your deck. Ronin is the most value, probably, but Black Widow, if you're, you know, if you're actually playing the deck out at the Cloak deck, then Black Widow is, you know, getting an extra Black Widow is pretty sweet. This is also a good safety net if you're playing Thanos and you snap and the snap goes wrong. Yeah. Uh, it can probably, it could probably dig you out of that uh, bad snap. Sure. Um, I'm all, you know, I've also been thinking about, like, okay, I could run this with Whiplash and probably do some stuff with that. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. At, at endgame, there's there's potentially some options there. Um, so, yeah, I think this is, this is just a really good value card. Um, I think in the Cloak deck, you probably want Ronin and... The chain scythe, mm-hmm. and then in intelligence, you probably want Black Widow. I don't know, maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know which which other one would you want? The dispelt seems really bad. Yeah, uh, also because dispelt is a support card, you I can put it on like an ultra. Yeah, or or your Black Widow, but you know your five drop Black Widow. But at that at that point, I'll probably be running two drop support. Yeah. Yeah, there's just not a good target for it. And that's six is a lot to get not a lot of value for this, I think. Yeah. Like, uh, but I guess if you're in the Intel deck, you're, you know, at the, at the end of the game at six, you're probably generating three to four per turn regardless, right? With Red Room. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe it is good enough because it's Puncture, it's 10. Yeah, you put on your Ultron, it gets to go a few times. Maybe. Or, or you know, ideally, uh, somebody cloaked with next to Ultron. That's more of the cloak deck, so yeah, it's just it, Intel just fe- feels so like so much work for not a lot of gain. Whereas cloak, you get a you stick that black wood on the field, and your board is immediately like terrifying, and you can just destroy people. It's absurd. Um, she is she is such a powerhouse engine of a card. Um, yeah, all right. That's that's the set. That's our abilities. Think, uh, that's the cards. Can we go over the extra cards? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have the the rank the top one hundred rank a card also. Yeah, we'll we'll get that. Okay. Yeah, we'll look at that. So here's Red Wing. Two drop when a friendly attack character is the battlefield gives them plus one or plus two or plus four power. Um, this is the shield agent replacement. And it's the worst. worse. Yeah, he's literally half power. Um, so you know sometimes yeah you're forced to take it on turn one or two and some you know you can get a little benefit from it here or there. Honestly, like you know I've taken this because like. You know, I had Yelena coming and getting a little buff on her is pretty relevant with the speed strike, so that's not the worst, but it's a worse shield agent. Yep. Uh, what's our other one? Hydra. Another new bad Hydra card? I am shocked. Wow. <laughs> Hydra Infiltration. Oh, give a Hydra character last word. Change two opponents with the lowest power into Hydra Elite Soldiers and take action immediately until the end of the next turn. Next battle. That's a really bad effect, what? and it costs five, and you can only use it once, and it's a legendary. I mean, oh, why for does four. it have to be the lowest? Oh, highest. for four. That's terrible. Doesn't check any boxes. If you have Zola and you're forcing the soldiers to take action immediately, that means you'll immediately get two Zola procs. But, ah, It's a five ugh. drop. That's so expensive. Yeah. That, should, that effect should cost, like, three. 
Yes, yes. The this art is, is nice. The art is sweet. Uh, so I guess it gets that. <laughs> it can look great sitting in your collection. Please don't craft this card. No, please nobody craft this card. This card's terrible. Yeah, that that's it. That's so overcosted for what you get. And also, it's like, if it, maybe if this was a tactics card, maybe right? Because then it's every you just get it every turn. That would be nuts. Also, if this also if this was a tactics card, okay, I guess it wouldn't stack. I was gonna say if you stack three of them and it hit their whole board, that would be pretty silly. Yeah, but, card, yeah, yeah. But because it even if it stacked, it would just hit the soldiers, then hit the soldiers again, then hit the soldiers again. So it doesn't really matter if it stacks or not. Yeah, or hit the soldiers or other two drops. But either when way. will it be Hydra's time? People said, yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's not been a great time for Hydra players. I'm sorry. Uh, however, this it, this is a sweet card for everybody. Uh, you're talking about art, John. I love the art on this card. This is fantastic. Yeah, it's really shiny. Like, if you click on it, you can see the rotated picture. But, uh, yeah, oh, it looks yeah, really yeah. nice. Uh, reduce the damage your characters take by two, but not less than one. So, yeah, that's really good. So it, it's nice. This stack, right? hmm? You're not gonna. Stacks, right? Yep. Does it stack? I don't know. It seems like it would. Hopefully, otherwise, there's no point to running more than one. Right, right. But I mean, in that, honestly, that's fine though because it's you know it's it's hard to obtain. So um, you'll be able to get one this season. And then one at the end of next season, if you finish top 100 either of those seasons or both, you can get two. And then um, you'll be able to buy up to two in value packs next season. So I imagine those will be pricier packs like yeah. there was the Thanos Whale Pack. I wonder if this is a static effect or if it's more of a, oh, one of my characters just took 10 damage reduced to eight. Now it popped and it's done. I, th I think it's a static effect based on the way it's written. Usually it'll say once per battle or, you know, once per damage taken or whatever. It's usually written that way. So I imagine this is just a flat static effect. Um, I think this is really good. I also think this is super runnable because it's for a four drop for uh, neutral, which is not a super competitive slot except for Scarlet Witch usually. Uh, yeah. or, or I guess Hydra, but, you know, LOL Hydra. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. Come uh, on. For, for most decks... That's a pretty flexible spot. That's one of the most flexible slots we probably have in your whole deck list. Is you know four, four drop neutral. So uh, it's cheap enough to play consistently. Uh, you can tutor it with the Alina, which I'm just already high on doing that. Once I get my hands on one, um, yeah, seems really good. So there we go. We did it. We got through everything. <laughs> we got through all the Black Widow stuff. Um, we can look at a quick deck list. I know Faith, you probably got to run soon, so we'll uh, yeah we'll get this wrapped up. Uh, you want to check the, the battle pass real quick? Yeah, let's do just, that. Uh, just a brief run. Yeah, we'll talk about decks next week. Let's do that. We'll let's we can try some intel. We'll talk about some intelligence and cloaks builds next week. Uh, quick run through for the battle. And pass. hopefully, I'll be playing by then. Yeah, please. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, battle pass. We got the the one button action here. Uh, there's a skin. Uh, you get the fear itself skin off the six drop rather than the base one that's on the five drop. Um, you get a six drop, you get a red guardian shield, you get an Ivan and you get a Yelena. That's for those that were like, wow, chopstick, you sure were high on Yelena for only having two copies. I'm waiting till I get to level 10 to get the other one. Okay. And then I'll craft the third one. Chill out. <laughs> uh, we got, we got those emotes there for those emote lovers out there, but there's none of those on the show. So, you know, ah, uh, wait a minute. 
Yes, there is. <laughs> there's, there's one of them. Uh, and the glorious card back. Big fan. The card back is really nice. Yeah, that's that, that's one of my favorite card backs they've ever done. It looks fantastic. I love the uh, the animated water at the bottom. Yeah. Very so, clean. Yeah, great great job on that. The art in the set is fantastic overall. The black, all the Black Widow art is top tier. It's probably my favorite art set so far. Love the set. I have to agree. Battle Pass. It's all good. Yeah. I even I even some of the emotes. But buff intelligence and uh, everybody will be happy. Yep. Intelligence just just needs a little tweaking. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Anybody got anything else? No. Yes. Um. No. That's pretty much it for me. Cool. Uh. So yeah, we'll we'll come back next week. We'll talk about now that the settle have been out for a week and change at that point. We'll have some time to have. Uh, Take, taking a dive at it. I'm going to be playing her in Arena a bunch. Um, I already have an Arena setup where she's a draftable option, so I'm going to draft that and stream it. Um, and uh, we'll play some Cloak decks. We'll play some Intel decks. We'll be back to talk about that next week. Um, until then, guys, thank you so much. Be sure to subscribe here. I think we're on John's YouTube page for the YouTube. And then if you're listening via audio, please drop us a subscription and a review, whether you're on iTunes or Spotify or Anchor or any of the other hundreds of services we're on. Not really that many, but it's a lot. So, anyways, bye, guys. Take care, guys. Have fun out there. Bye. Later.